Welcome to Healthline by Prudence Davis. I believe that a meaningful life is strongly influenced by our mental and physical well-being. My purpose is to inspire and help others to understand the importance of health in their everyday life. Whether it's related to mental pain, stress or physical challenges, it's especially the long-term changes that I find interesting. We'll be looking into how healthy habits and cognitive processes can be implemented in daily routines so you can be thriving and high on your own supply with help from the best experts around the world. Stay healthy, stay tuned. Welcome to Healthline, your hotline to health. My name is Prudence Davis, and I'm very blessed and pleased to have Amanda Nergo in the studio today, founder of Illumination and also writer of the Virtual House. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you so Was much. Was it correct? Ish. Ish. Okay. Yeah, but we don't care about correct. No, we don't. We don't <laughs> care. We actually don't. That's why we're here, to move and shake. Yes, we are. Move yeah. and love. And love. love. And love. And, and liberate and rebel and everything. <laughs> All the yeah. things. <laughs> I've been, you know, I've been dreaming about this day. Um, when I started the podcast, one of the people I wanted to have in the podcast was you. You have the best energy, um, but also um, such a powerful um, vision, I feel like. Uh, both virtually, you're moving people, inspiring them, but also in person with your glow and purpose. And uh, let's talk a bit more about purpose. Mm-hmm. What is your purpose here in life? Such an interesting journey. Uh, I feel like um, for me, purpose. Uh, I started my. I started illumination about three years ago, um, and I was very purpose driven. I really wanted to quote unquote find my purpose, um, and for a while, it looked a lot like thinking that that purpose was some like external entity I had to go find um, and I think everybody can can recognize that um, thinking that oh there is some purpose outside of me waiting for me to discover that and then there's a huge amount of pressure on the I put a huge huge amount of pressure on the external uh, look of it um, and the journey with purpose for me has uh, become to just go with what moves me That's really the purpose of it all. Um, And within what moves me, uh, there will be people moved within that as well. Uh, And watching and witnessing what moves me from creations of all likes of my online course, The Muses, to the vacation, my retreats, to my writing, to random Instagram stories. Like that is really to me like the purpose. And hopefully that what I deliver will create a... Um, a mirroring to the human experience in one way or another, whether that being feeling seen in a wound or a grief or feeling seen in uh, having the courage to start your own business or um, whatever, like anything. So for me, my purpose is really what moves me. Um, and that is ever changing and that has released the pressure of the external outcome. So I'm, I'm no, I'm no longer so attached to what that has to look like. I just follow the current of my soul and that feels like the purpose, 
Um, and and in that there is also a great intimacy with who I am and within that space I feel like I can connect very deeply with other human hearts and this very beautiful universe that we get to live in. It's very creative, it's very full of wonder and mystery um, and uh, yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. <laughs> wow, that's so beautiful but also it takes me over to how did you get to that place of mm. consciousness, mm. of finding that internal purpose? Well, uh, I think uh, I come from a background with a lot of pain. Uh, I had a very painful childhood. I'm a child of a bipolar father. So from I was very, very young, my psyche was under a tremendous amount of pressure, which it is growing up with uh, in, in the mental abuse that... Uh, Bipolar can really be if it's undiagnosed, which it was in in his case. So um, my childhood has really brought me tremendous amount of beauty. Um, growing up in a very um, well non-conform way, um, but also tremendous amount of pain, and that pain put such tremendous amount of pressure on my psyche that at one point I felt like I had no other choice than to. Um, Uh, changed the patterns of pain that I found was so viscerally running through me. Um, but I think my my strength has been that I have this very deep love for life and I always felt very connected to... Um, and I think actually like as now thinking about it, I think that must have been some sort of survival mechanism because so often in my... Uh, human life there was not a lot of safety and and it was very unsafe so I had to find some sort of anchor point and meaning beyond the veil um, and so that really made me a firecracker it made me a warrior I'd say because you need to really find your guts and your resilience uh, to break the pattern and the cycle of uh, mental health as well Um, a big part of my journey started with also really fearing that what if I could be bipolar as well. Like I wanted to really uh, heal that pain that I know my father grew up with as well. Um, and so, yeah. And then I think by nature, I'm a very sensitive human being, always been very um, just curious to feel a deeper current of life through art and poetry Um, and and we could call that spiritual, um, but I would never have thought that I could actually like make a living from like all that I just love so much and sharing that with people as well. I feel like sometimes I'm just like I just lift the curtain to what's possible, and I people walk through that portal themselves and have these tremendous amount of experiences. And I think um, I can also be a living testimony to. A, The fact that you, as a human being, can really not only become resilient, but also really thrive through anything that life throws at you with patience and compassion and, yeah, for the process. Wow, that's so beautiful. And it's um, that's also a big part of the sense I got from you uh, when, I, when I first met you and what a journey you have been on. Can you tell me a little bit more about the universe 
illumination mm. yeah because it's so interesting yeah and uh, i feel like it keeps evolving in so many ways it's very beautiful thank you yeah it totally mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. it's so funny um because i like maybe three and a half years ago i got uh, we could call it a download or an idea or a vision i was in la for um uh immersion with my then mentor uh, and I was super jet lagged and I woke up in the middle of the night and I got this idea like the name illumination uh, came down and I was like I should really do something online without having any graspable idea of what that would look like Um, so I took some notes um, and then COVID hit uh, three months later and um, in my daily practice I was practicing and then I got an idea I was like, oh, wait, I should make, I should create an online daily practice because that's what everybody always asks me about. And that should be easy and uh, accessible for everybody to to have a go at these practices that is Kundalini yoga and meditation that I love so much that are such anchor points in my everyday life and in my journey. Um, so it started with an online daily practice and then uh, very naturally it uh, a year later evolved into online program and then a series and then the online program took a total different shape at one point and now it's called the muses and it's a seasonal creative studio where you really like go into this like yeah studio accelerator vibe of just like tuning into your creative um, energy and tapping into more vitality, personal power and community and all the good things, all the fun things, while you, of course, also move through limiting beliefs and blockages and fears, but you're in this very powerful vortex of of uh, of creativity. So um, what never works for me is to make a business plan and try to like, uh, realize like try to like analyze what would be my next smart move that's actually the worst thing I can do I'm so intuitive and um it, it just like it it ripples through my body it doesn't always make sense um so now illumination really is a third entity and it's of course like it's it's from my hand and from my heart, but I feel like it beca- it's becoming an entity, a consciousness of its own, and I'm just here to take notes. And it's always so uh, fascinating, such a creative journey of like asking your creation, like, so what's next? Like, what do you want to do? And it's a great balance. Like, I'm sure you know this as well, because sometimes the head can go, ooh, like, it would be really great if I did this and did that. And it's like... Maybe it works for some, but it, it doesn't work for me. I think uh, I am just an artist by heart and I answer to the creative intelligence. And what I really, for me, like my greatest job is to put myself in a very receptive, humble situation or place and state of mind where I can receive uh, creative intel from the universe and we'll see what happens. And it's like, for me, it's like I, I need to have fun with it. Like. Um, what I really try to bring into my work is to take out like the preciousness and like the entitlement and like very self-imposed seriousness that I see a lot in the spiritual community. And it was just never for me. For me, spirituality is to be real, to be happy, cracking jokes, uh, have more fun, for God's sakes. Like, why would you do all this inner work if you're not having more fun? Be real with people, not not be afraid of mingle with uh 
different minds rather than this sometimes there's this like hang out with like-minded people and I'm like oh no I don't want like-minded people I want to like like witness all the beautiful many various minds and so that's what I really try to create with illumination um in within the community as well is that it's so real yes I am the creator of it but like we're all just participating in this wild dance and cosmic ride of human life and I think for many it's an exhale because they actually feel like they can come there with their totality and in the end of the day I think that's what spirituality is to become an integrated whole, uh, which is then being all of that you are with the funky and the weird and the quirky and the awkward and the wise and the beautiful, like the whole thing, right? Um, so that's really what illumination is to me. Yeah, to you. <laughs> I, I love it. It's so, so nice and so um, lovely well put again. Um, a part of illumination, just to take, a little tiny bit is uh, the kundalini mm. practice mm. can you tell me a little bit more about that because again i've been trying to tell people what it is but it's really really difficult sometimes mm. and i think that sometimes we can you know uh, create things in our mind and what as you say is spiritual and you have to be in a state before you can practice it and mm. stuff So can you tell me a bit about it? Yeah, it is? yeah. yeah. Um, Kundalini yoga is um, a form of yoga. There are many different forms of yoga. Hatha, Vinyasa, Yin, Ashtanga, like the, all of the things, right? Um, a Kundalini is one branch of yoga and it's also called the yoga of awareness. Um, it's a very dynamic, it can be a very dynamic uh, form of yoga. We always work with pranayam, breath work, uh, meditation, mantra, and asana, so physical part of yoga. Uh, it looks very different from other forms of yoga because very often uh, you will be holding the same position, arms out in some weird angle for, you know, X amount of minutes while you do a certain breath. Um, what I love about kundalini yoga is that we work very directly with the kundalini energy and kundalini energy is the primal creative power that lives within all of us. And so sometimes people hear kundalini yoga and they're like, oh, is that like the kundalini awakening? Because, you know, in the 70s and 80s, people were doing all sorts of interesting things and they had spontaneous kundalini awakenings. Um, but uh, it is my experience having <laughs> done a lot of interesting things in the name of healing and awakening that <laughs> um, <Me too. laughs> you're like oh great I'll yeah. just like yeah. put myself in this yeah that's yeah. great um, yeah. that actually kundalini is um, for me the safest and most stable way of uh, gently applying more of this primal creative energy right and so um, uh, one major thing in in the kundalini yoga practices to strengthen the nervous system and to the release and thaw old build up stress so you can strengthen and have a more resilient nervous system to hold more energy and not so energy in various forms right hold more actual energy vitality moving through your body more creativity more prosperity have a Uh, a greater ability to hold more success which to some sound weird but we are so afraid of 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 actually unfolding our potential in many ways so even that just holding more more energy in in various matters um and uh, so yeah it's uh 
I started practicing Kundalini yoga, um, started hearing about it in 2012. I've been a little yogi since I was 13. Um, but the Kundalini yoga always spoke to me. There's a very like resonance in my body. I've always been interested in the more esoteric metaphysical part of the yoga. I'm like, this is great. We do all these movements, but I was, I want to know like how I can have a deeper experience of myself without having to go to a shaman or uh, to drink the things or like have a healer do it for me. Like, how can I do it? So for me, Kundalini yoga is actually really becoming your own energetic shaman actually because you you awaken such profound uh, parts of you that many people um, never really touch base with and what that does is that it just opens you up to a greater experience um, so a lot of the times when people uh, practice for the first time they're like what the hell you know and I, I'm holding my arms out I'm saying this one thing I'm breathing in a in a weird way but it takes you through such a deep deep experience um but again you can also like a very hands-on practical thing that I love about kundalini yoga is that it it gives you more life force it gives you more vitality um and that's one thing that um I have I've I've always had a lot of vitality I guess but uh now it's it's beyond like I feel so vital I feel like I'm not running on empty I feel embodied I feel online in my body I feel like I can harness and access my my energy my creative energy my vital energy my joyful energy like all of the things or even my resilient energy when I go through hard times as well to not um uh freak out <laughs> about it but actually being able to handle that to run that through my body and always um extract uh, the creative potential of any given situation and sit with pain sit with grief but not but not uh, and always relate to um the best case scenario as well that's really one thing that's done it's opened up the many facets of my mind and it's balanced out the subconscious mind where i relate to where i've related for, we all have this we come with our conditioning we come with our programming programming um depending on how we grew up and what we witnessed and uh, kundalini yoga is also a powerful tool to cleanse and expand the subconscious mind which is why a lot of people will uh, practice and realize like things begin to change like in the external world because their internal world is changing they begin to see what is possible they begin to see that maybe the fear or the story that they've told themselves or you can't do that or like you're just this and this and that the veil drops slowly but surely and the world inside opens up and so the world around you uh, rearranges itself and that's my own experience as well i'm a high school dropout and right now i have built this beautiful company with zero business um absolutely zero business expertise or background but only and slowly like followed and ruled by my intuition and by my own inner world expanding to what is possible it's awesome and it's like all happening from my living room floor you know like that's the thing it's a no but it's just again a witness on that you can create 
something beautiful for yourself and other people without having to be in a painful state, without having to compromise with your health, without, uh, you know, having to negotiate a lot with other people on your values. And so it's just, uh, I'm really uh, moved in a way to hear this because it's, uh, I think, the biggest, you know, goal in life in a way that uh, you can, can can be in that state. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And a lot of wow. people don't yeah. think it's possible. No. It's like, no, you can't do that. You can't, like, how are you going to do that? I mean, when I started, I'm like, what? Like, you're going to, like, do this yoga thing? And I'm like, don't believe me, just watch. No. <laughs> yes, just watch it. Just watch. And then blinders yes. on. Yeah. And then that's the thing, having a daily practice. I know you have a daily practice mm. as well. Like, yeah. that's, like, the place where you reconnect with yourself. Yeah. It's your meeting, like... And then you also in that space meet your fears and meet your pain and all of it. But being able to um, not eradicate it because fear will always be there. It's a primal part of our human experience. But how do we respond to it? Can we sit with it? Can we run it through our system and then be like, I feel you, I soothe you, but also let's keep going. No, but it's so true, and I've also it also takes me to you know if we didn't have pain in the world, it would be a terrible place because we couldn't you know really feel the joy. No, uh, in so many levels. But it also takes me to the consciousness, hmm. the shift. What what is that? Because I I keep um, meeting people, clients, people who are maybe stressed. They have a life where they feel like they don't have any control. If you're sitting out there and and maybe feeling overwhelmed by your everyday life and feeling like, oh, I also want to do good stuff for myself, but it's hard because, you know, there's excuses. I call them small uh, excuses, but they're really not. It's just, I think, the, the unconscious state that's um, taking them around in a way, you can say. How do you uh, take that shift? Mm. Well, I think... Um It's my and I think this leads me back to having been speaking of pain, while pain is is crucial because if you even look at grief, it, it it sits in the heart, right? So for me, grief and love are so like almost like the same uh different sides to the same coin. Almost like when you surrender to the beauty of grief, like there is nothing that opens the heart like that as well, when you really let that run through you. Um, and the same thing with pain. Like it's just from the mind we've categorized that that this is bad and needs to get rid of this, and then all the shame around it. But I think coming from a lot of pain in my early uh, early year, I uh, that pain pushed me into taking radical self responsibility. I sat there. I could have sat there for the rest of my life, blaming the world. Why me? Like, why? Why didn't I have the childhood that every child deserved? Why not? Like, why did I have to? Yada yada yada. And like, I recognize the pain of whatever you're realizing and going through, but also the beauty and the true liberation in taking self responsibility. Be like, I want to change. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm not available for this anymore, and it's in in macro and micro states, right? Like even I always say this with the muses. It's like you can take like check your attitude. Like if you want more uh, community, how do you show up? Like do you are you generous with yourself? Are you reaching out to people? Right? 
Um, or if you have a job that you're you're not happy in, and then let's say it's not a financial opportunity for you right now to quit that job, but how can you begin to relate to that job or maybe to seek out people in that that would at least give you more um, joy to to be in that job or begin to seed other opportunities for yourself so you can begin to leave that job. It comes down with self-responsibility and sometimes because as you know like that, the human life is not linear. We don't know. Sometimes people have to be so deep, deep, deep in the pain before they're like, okay, I, I'm over this. I love when I get to that point when I'm like fed up with this certain pattern or thought or habit or like whatever. Or like I am done not believing in myself. Like I am done relating to the worst case scenario. I am going to change. I'm going to go for it, right? No excuses. Um, so I think it it's so different, but it really comes down to radical self-responsibility because we can sit there and we can tell all the many reasons and why you should blah, 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 blah. But that's not, that's not your job. Your job is to um, do you. And like, again, for me, really, that's why it's like, do whatever makes you like what moves you and um, maybe people will have like a flicker of inspiration and I mean we just um, we just delivered the second vacation uh, our second retreat and we had congratulations thank you so beautiful (laughs) thank you and we had three we had so many uh, women who came back who were on the first one but three of these women all quit their job Um, (laughs) they're like (laughs) you know you just started a whole thing Um, and what they said which I think is such a great testimony to community and accountability is that to be in a space where you feel supported and you feel seen you can share your experience you can also share your your gut-wrenching fear of quitting um but they all like the, the closer and closer and more integrated they become and more online they come more aliveness that is coming uh, through their body well the less they can it's they the less they can go do what what's not meant for them and it almost becomes such a um non-emotional place and this is why I think having a certain practice can really help you because I think that sometimes you're in the state of of a lot of pain and a lot of frustration and a lot of fear and there is how do you find that connection back to yourself I remember when I was there I'm like well this is all great but like how do I like carve the path to reach a point an anchor point within myself where I can truly feel that I can trust myself because that's also also the key is like radical responsibility but then also trust that you can trust yourself in your responsibility do you know what i mean i understand yeah um so yeah no but it's really truly beautiful because it's um, it also takes me to the community part Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm a bit tired of using that word because Mm -hmm. i've been using it a lot but i think that there's a reason why Mm -hmm. uh, that space is so important what is community to you mm. and uh, what impact does it have on people? Now you told me a little bit about mm. the, the, the job quitting, mm. but uh, yeah. We quit <laughs> yeah. our jobs. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's great. Yes. Um, well, I, I had the same thing. I felt like community was so overused and it felt like it, it, was, it became such a um, buzzword to use in marketing. Um, what I'm interested in is applied community. So actually, like, what does community look like applied, that meaning in real life? Um, 
And uh, how can we, to me, community is sharing your resources uh, in many different ways. Uh, if you, what, what happens a lot in our community is that because it's it's an online uh, global community, well, uh, people begin to get new friends, which leads to new doors of connection and openings and and um which to me is so beautiful that, you know, you, you live in a city and then you get to know all these awesome people through a third entity and then you begin to connect. Um, we also have two of the two of the quitters of the free agents, both work in the financial structure, one as, you know, actual like financial advisor and the other as a financial designer. And they're now talking about how to reinvent the financial structure. So that is something that's to me so, so impactful. Um, there's a lot of emotional support as well. There's a lot of creative support, a lot of professional support, um, people cheering for each other as well. I think one thing that's uh, beautiful for me to witness is how a multitude of expression of being a woman is celebrated and not, and the sameness is not the celebrating part, but the, the, the multitude of expressions is the celebrating part. Um, there's such tenderness when we go to these retreats and people come with their pain and their grief and their joy and their all of their whole human life and you sit uh, together and you go through these very very deep um, rebirthing experiences and you get to look another woman in the eye one who might not have known uh, five days ago and you can look at each other with such love um, we always do these couples practices as on the end of the retreat and it's the most moving thing to be witnessed uh, in another human experience. Um, and I think that's really also what, for me, what applied community looks like is that we can practice human sensitivity with one another without feeling like we have to uh, give advice or um, a fix or guide, but simply just by, 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 open up to a greater human vulnerability and courage, of course, because the two go hand in hand. You can also begin to relate, uh, begin to change how you relate to the world and how the world relates to you. And I think for many women, that's very healing that you you can come into a community and you don't have to become friends, but you can still share your experience. And um, that deep connection I think is what so many people are craving that because you can be around a lot of people and then no one being present with you or you being present with the world so practicing presence as well to me is something that's so vital in community and yeah and it's so true um, but how how can we practice more presence in the world in a way mm. that that's so interesting because when we talk about consciousness and unconsciousness there is also um, as you said, applying it to your everyday life mm -hmm. where we have the most hours uh, in a way. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you meet the world, right? Yeah. Do you look people in the eye when you order a coffee and you say, thank mm -hmm. you, have a great day? Or do you hold the door for one another? Or do you look at when you when you pay for your groceries, do you look at the woman behind the desk and say, thank you so much, have a great day? Or, you know, crack a little joke or like eye contact is, that's one of the things my father really taught me, like, have, like keep eye contact look at people like give a firm handshake and it's like it's the simple things but everyone's so busy on their phone and you look in the metro and like no one looks up and everyone's on their phone and you know well, I'm on my phone as well but I've really tried to practice presence in 
the everyday moments. And in return, my life is so rich. Like, I know there's a lot of, like, there is a lot of shit going on in the world, but but also what do you turn your attention to? How do you grow that re and reinforce the fact that there are a lot of beautiful human beings out there? And just like for me, eye contact, like being present. And it's like, you know, for me, presence is five seconds of presence can equal a lifetime being unpresent. Like it's that rich, you know what I mean? Like Totally. And it, it also sounds like a little bit of gratitude in a way that yeah. it, it expands your life so it, 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 in a crazy exactly. way. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing because like the more, the way you respond to the world is how the world responds to you. So do you respond to the, and this to me comes back to responsibility as well. Be like, oh, the world is like, okay, what, how are you contributing? What are you paying attention to and how are, how are you being a steward of something beautiful to grow, being a beautiful presence, right? And it doesn't mean that you have to walk around with your people, please, sir. And like, if you don't want to talk to people because you have a shitty day, like, fine, you know, but, but also see what happens. You have a shitty day and you look someone in the eye and you smile and they smile back at you and how that changes your brain chem chemistry, right? So that's also one thing that I always like, tell my women it's like go like this is great we can sit and meditate and like all the things but like how do you show up in your everyday life and exactly as you say like with gratitude like whatever your attention goes that's that's where it grows right so whatever you're giving your attention to whatever you're relating to will magnify and amplify and that doesn't mean that you can't be aware of all the other things going on in the world but it just means that you constantly have this this is my experience at least. Like I have this north and star, this north and guiding star where it's like I know my true north and I always like return to that and then shit hits the fan and all the things and human life and I feel it all and I, there's space and room for it all but I also know what to me is true and where I will continue rearrange myself in because I am so vitally devoted to this human life. Like I want to have a deep, big real experience i don't want to waste my time time is so precious and it it it's all up to me my life is completely and entirely all up to me life is what you desire and decide to have and so then there are no one really to blame uh it is a matter of okay you know where am i hiding and where am i not living and then you know you, you go for that no, but I'm totally on that side and it's also such a gift. And I think that uh, it really takes me to your practice mm. because uh, you can sit and be grateful and then people can sometimes think that, oh, uh, that's easy for you. But I, in my experience, it's the hardest part. Uh, so just to be uh, be be real and honest also, I really want to hear more about your daily practice. Mm. Uh, how do you fill yourself up? How do you keep yourself accountable in so many ways? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my uh, my journey with uh, my daily practice has been a journey. Um, when I started Kundalini Yoga, I wanted to be a very good yogi. I wanted to do my practice to perfection and, and my whole like perfect girl, uh, grade A student kind of thing kicked in and I was practicing, woke up every morning, 4 a.m., two and a half hours and just like <laughs> completely went for it. Um, and, you know, th that was an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, now I am in such a 
healthy, functional relationship with my daily practice. Um, well, to me, that's also what a daily practice will show you. It will show you all your coping mechanisms, not only within the actual part of the practice, but your programming around it. I want to be good. I want to be this. And if not, I feel guilty or I blame myself. So that is like a whole nother parallel like healing thing that I'm so grateful for that I had. And now I can, you know, with 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 the calmest uh, of voice, I can tell everybody who's like, oh, I feel guilty for not doing it. I'm like, it's a part of the process. It's okay. You know, all of the things. But um, yeah, so my daily practice is kundalini yoga and meditation. And it varies. I have these few meditations that I very, very deeply, deeply love that I am in a very intimately committed relationship with. And the more you practice these um, very mystical and esoteric meditations, the more they open themselves up to you. And, you know, it's 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 kundalini yoga we could say is a very fast moving yoga it is very efficient that's also why people will have these very deep profound experiences because you're moving the life force energy in a way that you usually don't move it and that will um that will create an experience however there's also something so beautiful to find these certain meditations that really moves you in a certain way and then stick with them and see what happens not out only after 40 days but 120 days and three four years right um so on a very practical uh level i um i practice most days um and sometimes in the morning sometimes in the afternoon sometimes at night I'm very inconsistent like that, um, and that really works for me. Um, I am, however, right now, for example, I'm going through a lot of major growth. So right now I know it's very important for me and my nervous system to do my practice as one of the first things in the morning to really just get that, you know, set that frequency and set that intention and the vision and and connect and it does such a huge difference for me to do it in the morning but at night it's it's also like you know it can be really rejuvenating and you're cleansing off the day or in the middle of the day it's a really nice you know pick me up so um but the practice is always a combination of movement uh pranayams and meditations and mantras um and it's the it's the no bullshit space it's like it's i can sit down and i feel quote unquote fine and maybe i feel like i feel like some tension or frustration and i begin moving and i begin breathing in this way I begin chanting the mantra and the energy starts moving and then there's a release and there's anger coming up there is there is uh, tears coming there's a cry there's a release right and I don't always know what it is. I don't have to necessarily. I can take that through therapy or my journaling. I like journaling as well. I work a lot with my hypnosis therapist and I've we created a hypno uh, meditation together uh, as well. But sometimes also just like that somatic relief. Um, I think that's why Kundalini Yoga right now is really on the rise is that we have so much pain and so many so much emotion and so much uh, wound and trauma and stories stored in the body and we're looking for a release from that right like how can we move that so it doesn't stagnate and rot inside our, our body and our nervous system so so there is almost you know every day there is almost every release of some sort and it's so beautiful and um I get all my best business and creative ideas in my practice as well because I attune to uh the 
great uh, creative intel of the universe. I let my mind be replaced with the universal mind. Um, and it's it's a moment of, and some some practices, of course, also just like, okay, did it, did the breathing, da 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 on with my day. And then other practices are more, you know, deeper uh, epiphanies or, or that. Um, but always I feel just that moment of, listening to my breath, feeling my breath, feeling my body moving in a specific way, creating this certain angular structure. And I am like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. Wow. No, but that's just, uh, it's so moving in so many ways and also very uh, confirming mm -hmm. that no matter what, uh, you know, you stick to your practice and you always come back to that in a sense. Um, you've given us so much Already, I feel really, really grateful. But is there something that you want to like a little take home to people? Like if if they don't know where to start, if they're listening out there and being like, this sounds amazing. I want to mm. live that life in mm. a way. Mm. Where where can people start? Well, I would say that um, what depends on like what's available to you um, in terms of resources, time, energy, uh, focus, uh I have an online daily practice called The Practice, and there are a bunch of different practices for different things, um, which uh, that's a really awesome place to start because then you will be guided through a pre-recorded video and you can do that every day and you can really have that experience on a daily basis like what that feels like to you. And you can do it since it's pre-recorded, you can do it anywhere, right? But you can also start with the muses and just like, you know, walk into the fire of things and be, be in this awesome uh, applied community. But in this group energy um, where there are a lot of live masterclasses with me. So there is that, you know, continuing uh, guidance um, and and it's a six week uh, journey. So that's it's. It's really, really profound, and I do I do it myself as well. Like I practice with all the all the things we do in that, and it's always like um, the most rapid, deep growth. Um, uh, as a creative person, I'm a writer as well. Like my creativity has just accelerated and deepened uh, since I started with the Muses as well. So that's also a great place to start. We always have newcomers there. Um, if you want to feel more like accountability and like uh, live support uh, in that journey, it's it's really awesome as well to to do that. But you know, you can also just start with a one minute breath of fire, and uh, or just one minute of, of conscious breathing or breathing in for 20 seconds, holding for 20 seconds, and exhaling for 20 seconds, and see how that really rearranges your your internal world and. Um, yeah, it's pretty simple. It's not always easy, but it's it's pretty simple. Yeah. So nice. I, I we have to do another one, Amanda, because I feel like there are so many questions. But thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your precious time, your attention, and the, all the gifts you you have given us here. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Prudence, and the the pleasure is all mine. And thank you for your presence. Thank you so much. Yeah. I know a big thing for me is getting high on your own supply with food, 
moving, breathing and prioritizing your sleep and reducing your stress level. But I love to use um, external tools sometimes. And a tool that's been working really great for me in my everyday life is using CBD oil cannabita. I use two or three drops before bedtime. It helps me uh, get into sleep mode better. And then it's also creating a nice calm state in my nervous system. I like to uh, implement it in my daily life just to get support and uh, more resilient to the stress that we're all facing in the everyday life. So I am really grateful to uh, also be sponsored by Canavita in this health podcast that I'm creating. So yeah, thanks a lot to Canavita for making this possible. And uh, Canavita is able at um, their website, you can purchase the CBD there. There are different uh, strengths. I like to use the 20% um, CBD oil because it has a really nice high quality uh, it's also organically produced and it's uh, the production is in switzerland but it's uh, moving here to denmark slowly so there is a high high quality in their uh, products and i've tried many many cbd products uh, not in a high quality and not with the biggest effect but uh, cannabis i can definitely recommend also if you're feeling stressed if you have anxiety if something else of course course you should go to your doctor but um definitely it's it's worth trying out so um thank you to canavita for this one